Welcome to Author Chat, a bi-weekly podcast featuring interviews, discussion, and conversation with some of the best authors from Morgan James Publishing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Author Chat. I'm your host, Jana Lynch, and here with me today is Barry Brett. Barry is an Emmy Award-winning producer and writer. She's a speaker and an author of Moments of Being, Finding Your One Moment in Time. Barry, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I am so pleased to talk with you today. And I'm really excited to have you. I think your book was absolutely fascinating. Um, One of the most fascinating parts um, of the book to me was actually your backstory and how you came to this realization that everyone has their, their moment in time. Can you talk a little bit about your story and the idea behind the book? Definitely. Well, first of all, I am completely passionate about the possibility of pivotal moments to transform lives. And a, f- a few things happened in my life, but let me give you, let me just reverse it if that's okay. The, the, the reasons that I wrote the book and then go into my personal story, is that all right? That's absolutely fine. Okay, good. Well, first of all, I was thinking about this question um, because someone had asked me the other day, and I realized that back in junior high, I read a book called The Bridge of San Luis Rey. And you know how sometimes a book just stays with you? And I think that book has influenced me my whole life. And it's about, um, it's a rattan bridge, and five people are crossing the bridge, and the bridge collapses, and five people fall to their death. And the author goes into why those five people were on the bridge at that moment. Now, after reading that book, and I was living in New York then, and I would ride the subway to school, and sometimes I'd miss my stop because I'd wonder why all of us were in that one car together. What was the reason that we were in that car together? When I was an interviewer, when I was a celebrity interviewer for many years, I had to know their backstory. What were they like as children? What brought them to that moment? And I thought about that, even even producing. All my stories had that element in it. But one day, I was producing a morning talk show. And my mother sent me an article, and three things, ha- three things happened to me, Jana, in one week. Hmm. That caused me to write the book. My mother sent me an article about her friend's son, who was a champion amateur golfer on his way to being a pro. He was out playing golf, recreational golf, one day with some friends. He was late. He got to the golf course his friends had started. He got in a golf cart, waved to them. The golf cart was going down a little stony embankment. Somehow the golf cart tipped over. When they got to him, there was not a scratch on him, and he's now a paraplegic for life. But what he did with that moment, see, what people do with that moment makes the difference. He now travels the country over 200 days a year showing people how you can play golf from your chair. He's in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So that literally happened on Monday to me when I received that article. On Wednesday, I read a story in the New York Post about a woman who was mugged. During the mugging, The man started crying. He said, I'm really not a thief. I need money for my wife and child. The woman ended up giving him her money, and he gave her the purse back. At the end of the article, it was just a one throwaway line, and it said, I wonder if that moment changed his life. It changed mine. 
So that was two moments, Monday, Wednesday. Friday, I was having dinner with a potential client, and everything was going well. I mean, he was bright and witty, very handsome. And all of a sudden, something we started talking about something in the news, and he literally started ranting. He started banging on the table. He became so incensed. And I said to him, excuse me, what just happened here? And he said, I'm not really sure, but when I read that article, in one moment I changed from being this very liberal-thinking person to a radical. So that was Friday. So that was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Friday night I went home and wrote my first proposal for the book. So that was the impetus for the book. My own personal story, even the fact that I wanted to do the second, I've always had a hard time talking about myself <laughs> personally, even though I'm a professional interviewer. Um, but it was not the reason for my book, but it kind of fit the theme of the book. I was very, very busy um, as a producer. At that point, I had my own company traveling around the country, and... I wasn't sleeping well. Well, I don't take um, medication or drugs, so I went to the health food store and took a product from the health food store called L-tryptophan. It's like a vitamin. Um, bodybuilders took it. Health fanatics took it. But I, I took one capsule, and then six weeks later, I became extremely ill. It was an illness that lasted about two years. No one knew it was wrong. It was very debilitating. It turned out that that particular batch was tainted. In other words, there was a poison in it. Hundreds, oh of, people died. Hundreds of people died. But I was bedridden for almost two years. I couldn't work. I lost everything. Um, by the time I got well... I moved back to New York, and I was very fortunate that my career started all over again. And then I was uh, worked for Lifetime and, uh, Lifetime and, and various different um, TV stations. So that was my moment. So I certainly know that a moment can change your life. But what I found out these moments is that each person I interviewed, and I interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people for the book, each person had what I call the three A's, awareness, acknowledgement, action. Each was aware that something was happening. Each acknowledged the moment, and each took some action, whether they took any action at that time or not. But each of them took an action. And in, in most cases, if it was a negative situation, like an, uh, an accident or an illness, they took that moment to do something good with their lives. Yeah, and that was evident, like, as you go through the book and you're reading all the different personal stories, because it was um, a very interesting way to structure a book, because there really wasn't much of, like, a how-to or or anything like that. It was, here are all these stories of what happened to these people and what they did with them. Um, and there were some just absolutely fascinating stories. Some of the ones that you mentioned earlier are highlighted in the book. Um, some of my favorite ones that you talked about... Um, Forgive me for not remembering all of their names, but um, the story behind Stonyfield Yogurt I thought was fascinating. Um, the right. story behind um, the woman who founded the Sylvia Center, I think I believe it was upstate New York. Um, right. The professional athlete, um, Jim McLaren. Right. Um, those were just some fascinating stories and how people were able to take, in a sense, especially with the Sylvia Center and Jim McLaren, these personal tragedies and turn them into something so positive. I mean, it's just, it's, to me, it's just really fascinating um, what people can do with a moment. Once you recognize this moment, 
And um, I'll give you a very simple example. There's one man named um, Bob Kindred. So I was playing tennis with his wife one day, and I mentioned I was writing this book. And she said, oh, you really should speak to my husband. In those days, I would get stories. I could have gotten five stories a day, ten stories a day, because I talked to everyone and I interviewed everyone. And I, one time I got a story writing down my elevator. I lived on the 20th floor, and writing down from 20 to 1, I got a story. So she told me her husband, Bob, had a story. So I interviewed him, and this is his story. He was living in Philadelphia. As a child, he was a music prodigy. When it came time for college, he received a scholarship for music. But his parents were steeped in academia, mm. and they thought, no, we want you to go the more academic route. So he listened to his parents However, he became very angry, at not only at his parents, but at music. He gave up music, he thought, forever. Ten years later, he's coming out of his office in Philadelphia. He's going for lunch. He decides he literally, literally took the right turn instead of the left turn that day for lunch. Hmm. When he did, he passed a storefront. Now, he heard music going on. They say, I just got goosebumps. That was a criteria for all my stories. I had to get goosebumps. So he heard the music. He was aware that music was coming back in his life. He had just started to listen to music again. So he walked in. He, so he was aware. He acknowledged, walked in. He sat down. And when he looked up, he saw Phil Woods, who was his favorite jazz saxophone player, on stage, he said his whole body started to shake. At the end of the concert, this is the action he took. He stood up, walked over to Phil, and he said, "I want you to, I want you to teach me how to play the sax." Phil Wood said, "Do you have a saxophone?" He said, "No." He said, "Come tomorrow with five hundred dollars," and he did. He is now the happiest person. He has the Bob Kindred Trio. He has CDs. And when I lived in New York, he um, he performs at Cafe Loop, which is around 15th or 16th and 6th in New York Sunday brunch. And sometimes his wife, Anne, who's a jazz singer, sits in. So that story to me just shows you awareness, acknowledgement, action. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's... It couldn't be any clearer than highlighted in some of in some of those stories, um, which sort of leads me to something I found extremely profound in the book, which happened actually in the forward that was written by F. Murray Abraham, right? Who's in one of my favorite movies? I love Finding Forrester, but um, he said in his forward that the world is alive with opportunities of all kinds, mental, physical, and moral do have choices and in the end our choices are who we are if you're lucky enough to keep your eyes open and recognize these moments of choice good things can happen um if you wouldn't mind i'd like to talk about that for a little bit specifically how people can learn to be more present and keep their eyes open and learn to recognize those moments oh i i love that i love that janet because that is the whole thing about the three a's because I'll, I'll tell you this. There's one very short story I tell at the very end. It's not, even a, it's not even a full story in the book. I was talking to this man, Jake, who I met at a at a meeting, and he told me this story. He said when he was uh, graduating high school, he was set to go to college. He was in a, what, a severe automobile accident, and he couldn't. He, they thought he was going to die, hmm. so he had to postpone starting 
college. He was able to get well in six months and started school six months later. But he was not grateful. He was annoyed he had to start school later. He wasn't grateful that he lived and the doctors helped him. He was annoyed that he had to start school six months after his friends. Go forward about 20 years. Jake wins the Maryland lottery. Again, he's not grateful. He's not grateful. He's annoyed he had to split the lottery with someone else. Go forward again. He's watching a movie. So he just got goosebumps. He's watching a movie, Clint Eastwood movie, and in the movie there's a line that says something like, um, in order to live you must nearly die. He said that moment changed his life. He's now the most grateful person ever. So when you talk about being aware, you know, your moment Anyone's moment can happen right now. It can happen when you walk out the door. It's very exciting to think about these possibilities. My friend Maury, whose story is in the book as well, mm-hmm. when, he, when he was younger, he had a learning disability, uh, undiagnosed. He was living in Iowa, and so his parents put him in a parochial school, thinking that that would help him. But he was the class clown. He still got in trouble. Until one day, a teacher passed back a paper that he had written. And he and Maury was expecting his usual C or D. He looked at the paper. It was an A. But it wasn't the grade that changed his life. That moment changed his life. Five words. Young man, you can write. He said from that day on, he became a student. Now, I think you mentioned, thank you very much, I have two Emmys. Maury has 22 Emmys. 22 Emmys. That, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's an awful lot. So that's a lot. <laughs> I, 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 when I talk to groups, I just want, and I think your point is so good that you picked on that point about F. Murray, because you just don't know when this moment will happen that can help shape who you are and who you might become. The possibilities are just boundless. You know, how, would you, how do you take an ordinary moment and make it extraordinary? How do you take an extraordinary moment and make it even better and help other people? Um, the thing with Jim McLaren, you know, he was an athlete, like a decathlon athlete. He was hit by um, a car while he was biking, um, became paralyzed. He gets well. He gets better. He's running again. He's running in the park in a marathon. He gets hit by the truck that follows the runner. He loses... Um, he lost a leg. I almost forgot what it was now, Jack. Um, <laughs> but he took that moment. He became a speaker. He spoke about motivation. He was amazing. He was amazing. Oprah even honored him. Espy, he received the Espy Award. So people take these moments, and they do good with their moment. Very, yeah. very exciting. And that's why I love how you tie the awareness, the acknowledgement, and the action all together because – it's hard to say which of those is the most important piece. I mean, obviously, the awareness is the impetus behind it, but the action is what, you know, what you do with it is really what has the impact. So it's almost hard to separate them out, but they're all such important individual pieces that you, you well, actually can't Well, that's very astute of you because not one is more important than the, than the other. Yeah, yeah, you so, 
You know, did the action define the change? Does the acknowledgement define the moment? Does the awareness define the moment? You're right. They're all equally important. And sometimes taking no action is your action, is your action. And sometimes you could have, some people have multiple moments. Some people have delayed moments. I mean, some of the stories in my book are, you know, a pivotal moment. There's an actual moment that happened, and so they know. But sometimes you don't know till a little mm-hmm. while later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. It's fine. No, I was going to just tell you, my, my uh, former neighbor um, had a daughter, Lisa, and Lisa and her husband were having problems conceiving. And she was going for um, treatments and shots. And she was. Be- and one day before going up to Columbia for her shot, she was at a dinner party, and her friend's husband had a business. He said someone was robbing him, and he had to install security cameras. And Lisa said, that's just terrible. That's just terrible. How could someone do that to you? She said, you know, she just made up an arbitrary figure. If I found $5,000... I would do everything in my power to return it. The next day, she's in a taxi cab going up to Columbia for her test. Her hand reaches over, and there's a Louis Vuitton bag. Inside the bag is a wallet. She looks to see if there's ID. She opens the wallet, and she, there's money in it. And how much money? She's counting the $100 bills. How much does it come to? $5,000. She couldn't believe it. She said she looked up at the sky and said, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> And she, it was, the, the student other girl was a student at NYU, a foreign exchange student, and she called the school, as she was calling the school, um, school called the girl. The girl was at the police station at that time uh, reporting her loss. They got together. The girl wanted to give her a reward. Lisa said, no, no, no reward is necessary. And, and she just wanted to help, but she actually, you know, she thought that maybe this would help her get pregnant, but it didn't. Okay, so that moment didn't, but that she credits that moment eventually getting pregnant. What happened is after they gave up trying for a while, it was you know it was too upsetting, and then they were at another dinner party, and friends told her that they'd been to St. Jude's in oh I forget where it is now, I have to look it up, I think in Atlanta, uh, a statue, and that provides hope for people. So she and her husband went down there, and they went to St. Jude's. And a couple of weeks ago, their 10-year-old daughter celebrated her birthday. But Lisa thinks that when she returned that money, that that was her moment. Mm. That was her moment. But at the moment, she didn't know that was her moment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't know what that moment is. Yeah, that that's interesting. It, it kind of reminds me of, in a very extreme <laughs> example, of, you know, you're in a conversation with someone and say something and you're just kind of left silent but then later in the car you realize what you were supposed to what you could have said back oh yes exactly exactly it, it, sort of, it reminds me of, of that um if you don't mind you know i do I these workshops just... i call the moments do count because mm-hmm. there, there's everyday moments how you treat someone how you treat your coworker, how you treat mm-hmm. a relative how you treat someone on the street each of these moments not only counts in your life but in their life Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, you know, we're recording this around the holidays and, you know, with a lot of people um, trying to be generous, but but on a budget, you know, they're saying, you know, just small things you can do. Smile at someone, say thank you, hold the door open. and Right, right. And in the workshop, like you know, we identify certain moments. 
so that when it does show up, you can make it count. And mm-hmm. what if you already had a moment to let it pass? That's okay. It just means you probably weren't ready for your big change just yet. But, but, but I believe that each moment you experience does define who you are. It helps shape who you are and who you might become. And, and some are just more meaningful and can lead you on a path to a more complete, happier you. And, yeah. And, and, and that's the hope. No, <laughs> um, I, I completely write agree. Because I designed it that you can read the stories out of order. I mean, there's no order. You can just pick and choose the ones that you want based on topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting structure to the book. And I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, how come you chose to do it in a way that presents people's stories rather than a how-to manual for for the three A's? Okay. Well, basically, that has to do with my interest in storytelling and gathering stories. Basically, I am a, a story gatherer. Mm, okay. I love stories. I mean, I'm always interviewing people. I love collecting stories. So to me, the story, what was interesting, that back story, again, you know, what brought them to that moment, what happened as a result of that moment, that's always fascinating to me. And when I started interviewing, I said I interviewed so many people, it's then, it's only then that I realized the theme, that they all had this thread of the three A's. Mm. Once I realized they all had the thread of the three A's, then I realized there were certain, there were certain themes. Um, there were certain, you know, there were athlete stories, there were celebrity stories, there were teachers who make a difference, there were healing, prayerful sto- uh, stories, chances story, accident stories, dream stories. Um, art and literature stories, uh, helping stories, you know, so then I was able to um, lump them together um, based on the theme that they fit into. And I, I thought, for me, that, that worked really well, and I, and I hope for the reader as well. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, you could pick up on the themes, and I liked how in, in some cases you, you did, like, tie the stories together but they were individual stories. Right, right. So that, it made it definitely an easy to read, it had an easy to read flow about it. Yeah, and, you know, so it's it's almost like there's so many different types of stories in there, so I had to weave something that they all were united um, together by, and that ended up being, the three A's. I mean, originally I had hoped to spin this off like chicken soup for the soul, mm-hmm. you know, and, and do sports and women's and celebrities and historical. And I mean, I, I still hope to do that, but um, that was the goal, was to put a whole a variety of stories in this one so people get interested in the topic. Because as I mentioned, I am passionate about the topic. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Um, I, ha- I have one um, one final question um, before we before we get ready to go here. Um, at the end of each chapter, of end of each story, you have sort of a, a little exercise where you ask, "What was the moment of awareness? What was the acknowledgement? And what was the action?" Do you think that by reading these stories and then, I guess, analyzing them, for lack of a better word, will help people? pay more attention to the, the three A's in the moments in their lives? 
Is that why? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I hope so. You know, I'm a former teacher also, and I wanted the book to have some interactive quality to it. And, you know, sometimes you, you read a story, and different people can have different approaches to that story. Yes. So, And there's no right or wrong. I mean, if you think that was the moment of awareness, great. How would you have reacted? Do you think you would have reacted the same way? Um, what is the acknowledgement? Would you agree with that acknowledgement? Would you have done that acknowledgement? The action that was taken, you know, would you have done the same, the same action if that was you? So you know, it's we all are defined by our um, by our actions, and so you know, how would you have handled it? So yes, that that I call it a map, the three A map moment, because I I did want it to be an interactive experience for people. It, that that definitely came across. Um, so if anyone wants to learn more about you or the three A's um, or the book, how can they how can they do that? Okay. Well, I have a website, and that website is um, www.mymomentsofbeing.com. I do speaking engagements. I do workshops. I have one coming up. Um, I've been invited to be part of an author's workshop at the Delray Beach library on January 10th. The book is available on Amazon. And I look forward to hearing any comments or if anyone would like me to speak, I would love that. And uh, Jan, I'm so thankful for you for interviewing me. I love this talk today. You did a great job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, If anyone wanted to find you and share their moment with you on, on social media. Can they do that? Yes, I'm on Facebook. Under and your name or under Moments of Being? No, I think it's under my name. Okay. Under my name, Barry Brett. Thank you. Okay, and just so everyone knows, that's Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, Brett, B-R-E-T-T. Yeah, B-A-R-R-I-E-B-R-E-T-T. Okay, so they do can people look give through? out their... Um, uh, website, their email addresses on this, Jenna? Um, if people get in touch with you, they can send you their email addresses. I mean, do I give you my email address? Oh, oh sure, sure, sure. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, okay, then I would give uh, Gmail. Um, also, uh, Gmail, Barry Brett, B-A-R-R-I-E-B-R-E-T-T at gmail.com. Wonderful. Uh, Barry, thank you again so much for being here. This was a great conversation, I think. Um, I love the message of your book. Um, I think people can take away a, a lot from it. So, um, thank, if thank you so get, much. And remember, when you walk out this door, it can be your moment. That's very true. Um, so, <laughs> if anyone wants to get in touch with me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at says Jana. That says J A N A. Or you can find me um, on the Morgan James Speakers Group dot com and me an email. All right. Thanks again, Barry, and uh, we'll see you next time.